Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to be motivated by your host, Reverend John Wheeler! Now shut up! You shut up! Sit down! Shut up! Shut up! Ladies and gentlemen, unless you've been living under a rock, and I know I've been there, uh, you would be aware that uh, something rather tragic, something rather unfair, um, something that, you know, you really hope for the best and it just didn't work out the way you wanted it to, occurred a few days ago. And it's that I tried to get a sponsorship from Hard Mountain Dew and they will not return my emails. And frankly, that is a slap in the face. I feel like a second-class citizen, for one, because there's probably other podcasts where they'd be just jumping for joy. You know, someone with actual listeners, fans, people that don't actively hate them and intentionally avoid ever clicking on it. <laughs> be a hard Mountain Dew. Where are you? I know you watch this. I know you're, I, I know, I, you know, you, some might say, did they not get a hard Mountain Dew sponsorship because of the amount of shit I talked about it online earlier? And I've never drank it, and I'm never going to. But, you know, it's the thought. You can at least put it, I would sling it. I'm prepared to sell a lot of things I would never use. Like if all we got was some sort of, uh, you know, like if, if uh, what is that, Go Girl or Shiwi, where when you have a vagina, you can pee outside. Uh, like I don't need one of those, unless you can use them for diarrhea on a camping trip. But I, you know, that's probably a horrible idea. But, yeah, it's like I'd, I'd still sell it. You know, like maybe Alexis likes hard Mountain Dew and maybe she could use one of those things. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to listen to the people and, and do my best. You just get, you know, podcasts, it's just, it's just ad copy anyway. They don't expect me to make things up. Like, that's not my job. I'm not a copywriter for Mountain Dew. Like, you know, that episode of Mad Men where they had to copyright for Mountain Dew. <laughs> And uh, it was one of the later seasons. I specifically remember, too, they were trying to figure out how to sell it as something you could make into a cocktail, ironically. And they were having a real hard time with it was one of the big parts of the plot there. that They couldn't figure it out. And someone said you could just mix vodka into it. And Peggy Olsen very astutely said, it takes three ingredients to make a cocktail. Okay, a vodka Mountain Dew is not a cocktail. It's an emergency. And she would be right. And do you know what But hard drinks and all those are? They're just whatever the thing is, basically plus vodka, which is like the plainest alcohol you can put into something. So these people are selling an emergency. I could sell an emergency, and they just did not want to get into bed with me. And frankly, I feel like the country will never recover from this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but fucking Peggy Olsen and Don Draper couldn't sell Mountain Dew with vodka in it. What makes me think I can, Bill? I have flown too close to the sun once again. And I got burned. Oh, hard Mountain Dew. You know it's ready when the mountains start to melt. Oh, my God. That's just, you know what the funny thing is? I'm somebody I drank um, one of Blue Felix's roadies, Yim, who is like, a big, big, big fat man with, like, a big beard. Or sometimes just one of those, like, giant mustaches that guys with big beards have after they shave their beard and they look all weird. 
You know, he had that a few times. And he used to be an actual grave digger. That was like his real job. But he became an artist, and he was a big weirdo. And he was kind of, you know, he he had problems. I guess if we ever have Jake on, I want him to tell some Yim stories, because I don't think we ever even got to that on Rum Dumpster when he's been on. Um, because at that point, that podcast had five people on it, Jerry, one microphone. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough listen. Uh, yeah, but it's out there if you want to look at it. Anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, someday he'll come set the record straight. But, yeah, Yim would, like, um, he would eat, like, anything when he was a roadie for Blue Felix. So he would just, like, eat a toad, you know, and they're full of so much. Like, he said that it was, like, the grossest thing he'd ever eaten and his, like, mouth was just all, like, burning and numb for, like, like, it just felt like it was, like, someone lit a cotton ball on fire and that was just in his mouth all day. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> he's drank motor oil out of the street stuff like that just a big fat lunatic and he would make art but he'd make like battle axes and he looks like he would you know he's that kind of guy but he would just nail them to a board and uh then sell them as art but then he'd also carry them around the country so he could just unscrew them real quick if he ever needed to get into an axe fight which almost came up on that infamous thing which i think i've told this story before but when we were Supposedly going to open for Snoop Dogg in uh, El Paso, in New Mexico, like an inch from the Mexican border. And Snoop Dogg didn't show up and a full-scale ride broke out. It's a great story, but uh, I'll, I'll tell that one at another time. But uh, Yim just had, he took one of his axes off of one of the mounting boards. And he just, we were behind a fence, but there was a bit of a gate that people could have gotten through. So while we were getting ready to go, he was just like, I'll just be right here. And he just smoked a big stinky Wolverine cigar and sat in his chair with you know, with a battle axe in his lap, just st- staring. And what the other thing he d- was doing though was drinking um, a mixture of diet Mountain Dew and the cheapest vodka in the entire universe. I don't remember what it was, but it's hard for vodka to really be all that gross. And he gave me some because I because he uh, you know he, I think he was unsure of me at first because I joined that band later. He disappeared for a while, then he kind of came back during my run and. He, uh, uh, we kind of bonded because we would, he would just drink whole boxes of box wine, like, and like, like cans of beer, you know, just like throw them in there. He would take them out of the box. So he just had this colostomy bag of fucking wine that he hooked from his belt. And actually when we were uh, working on that reality TV show, he was kind of around at that time down at Jake's and there was like these California people were the LA people, people from the thing, you know, were there who were like, oh, isn't this quaint and exciting and weird, this junkyard full of lunatics? But then, like, Yim was kind of freaking him out a little, and then, like, I was taking poles off of his thing when it was hanging from his belt. And I was like, I'm drinking out of his colostomy bag, and since they're not used to complete nonsense and mania, they're just like, wait, really? So, yeah, you want some? And we turned, no, no. And he's like, I'll squirt a little into your mouth. And he's (laughs) coming over and squeezing at him, and they, like, Turned. You know when people back away, it's sort of funny, but when they ever actually, like, back away and then fully turn around and book, and we're not talking about you're 12 and there's other 12-year-olds, and, like, you peed in, like, a, a, a big twins cup from Burger King with Kirby Puckett on it, and you're, like, throwing it at him. It's like, yeah, you run away from it. But, no, they ran like that, and they were, like, adults in their 30s. Well, an uh, older man, me, and a much older, much taller, much fatter man, Yim, sprayed what they thought was colostomy bag pee at them and said, you need to drink it or you're a bunch of pussies is what he said. Uh, there was a whole bunch of other words in there too. <laughs> Otherwise I would have done it in his voice, but I, you know, it's one way or the other. 
I could paraphrase or I could do the voice. That's <laughs> the option we have before us. Oh, God. So, yeah. Anyway, I could put away box wine as good as Yim, and that impressed him. And uh, so we ended up being being buds on, on the tour thing, for better or for worse. Uh, but then one time he did not have his colostomy bag collection of wine. He had the Diet Mountain Dew, like Phillips plastic jug vodka mixture or whatever. He's like, have a little bit of that. And I'm like, okay, can I just have some of the vodka? He's like, I already poured it all in there. I'm like, okay, well, all right. And I drank a little. I was like, <laughs> And he was like, oh, is it too strong for you? I'm like, it's the dew, man. Like, I want to drink the goddamn plastic jug vodka by itself. Lord knows I've done that before earlier, probably that day. And, yeah, that would have been okay. Diet Mountain Dew, Phillips Vodka notwithstanding, is just the worst thing in the world. Regular Mountain Dew is not much better. And, yeah, buying it pre-alcoholized in a can... Yeah, it's so much cheaper to buy a thing of Phillips vodka and mix it together with a big old three liter of Mountain Dew. See, then you don't even have to use Mountain Dew. You can just go get Moon Mist Fago or something and really save yourself some money. Now, where's the hard Fago? I mean, Jesus Christ, there's a marketing angle there that I'm sure they won't take but should. You gonna go to some sort of gathering this summer? Well, be the life of the party. <laughs> Pairs great with Robitussin. Don't ask us how we know. I'm gonna pitch. You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pitch this to Fago. Be like, I know you've had a touch and go relationship with the insane clown posse, but I'm here as a member of neither party to sort of uh, what's that word I'm thinking of? The uh, deliberate? No, the um. The, like an outside uh, moderate moderate mediator. Right. I would be the mediator between uh, hard moon mist and the insane cloud posse. I think that that at least you know if I can come through on that, then maybe they could be a sponsor of this podcast. Now this podcast would probably have to become a lot more juggalo oriented, and that's fine. I was a juggalo. I. Listen, I was uh, one of the jokes I ever got a better reaction to at a show that wasn't the Monday Night Comedy Show, which was unusual. But the thing I did at that theater, like that fundraiser thing, which went really well somehow, and I had to kill like a half hour. <laughs> uh, but one of the better reactions I ever got is when I just opened the show talking about how, like, look, comedy's supposed to be relatable. And I have no relatable experiences that, like, my funniest, everyone's, you have a lot of funny stories. They're not relatable. So I talk, I don't remember how exactly I phrased it. I wrote it down, but I was just like, you guys know, uh, you've heard about, because it's always on the, you know, there's been like news articles about, about the gathering of the juggalos and the clown mate. You know what that is, right? Okay, does anybody listen to any of that music? No, I don't really either. Yeah, okay. Anybody ever been to the gathering of the juggalos? No one here? Well, I've played on the main stage twice. <laughs> I paid a dollar to staple that dollar to a guy who charged one dollar to do that. I bought some five dollar bottles of rub. Oh yeah, I also talked about how some articles like this is like the sign of like the end of end stage capitalism. It's all falling apart. And I'm like, this is the beginning of capitalism. That guy bought those bottles of Robitussin for a lot less money. The end stage of that would be when 
the guy getting the money stapled to him. By the way, any amount you wanted, you pay a dollar if you wanted to staple a 20 to him, you could staple it to his face. He had a whole sliding scale. It was great. That man was an entrepreneur. I'm certain he's dead. But that doesn't matter. His spirit lives on. And you know, but if, if on a long enough timeline, you know, eventually it would just be like you're getting one dollar to keep one dollar for every twenty that gets stapled to you. And he's like Papa John's, you know, his big face full of staple marks. <laughs> it's just like like now you too can live the fun and excitement, except it's in like a strip mall. It's like it's just it'll be there like there's like a little bit of like purple uh fucking glow in the dark paint, so it looks a little bit like an ICP video or somewhere where those kids would hang out or something. And you work there, but it's just like a cell phone store where people staple shit to you. Like, that's late stage capitalism. God, I hope he's a manager at Staples now. I hope to God that is the case, yeah. Actually, no. He, that's one of those things where the living would envy the dead. I hope I'm oh. right. <laughs> and he died because that would be fucking awful. So anyway, uh, ICP and Fago, reach out to me. We're going to put booze in your stuff. We're going to sell it together to the Juggalos. And this podcast, which regularly gets between YouTube and everything else, approximately nine listeners, an episode is going to be the masthead of the whole operation. So, I, you know, I hope you're ready to get even more rich. You know, Pineapple Fago and Sued would probably be great. Actually, yeah. Well, honestly, like, there's a few Fagos where, like, yeah, if you put the right, you know, maybe like Red Pop and Rum or something, that might work. I mean, you put a little Dayquil in there. Red evens out the flavor profile a bit, keeps you going. Oh, yeah, when I was telling Kruger about a whiskey Dayquil with a cocaine rim, he was, or I was telling uh, Josh at the bartender at the Monday Night Comedy Show, the sound guy and announcer came up in the middle. I was like, how are you alive? I'm like, I don't know. I might not be Kruger. This might be hell. And he's like, fair point. <laughs> uh, made all the more clear by the Road versus Wade uh, uh, removal. By the Supreme Court. I have so much to say about that. One of those things, though, is the obvious, like, if you're celebrating this, your rights are also going away, too. I mean, I hope, I mean, I know you're fucking, by definition, too stupid to understand that. But, like, uh, that's what's happening. Like, what did they give us? They gave us an exchange, like, more guns. It's, like, just to make you happy. And, you know, when any large organization does something and you're like, it's so that it makes us happy. It's like they're about to skin you and use you as a matrix battery. Like, that is not, like, like oh, yeah, huge corporations of the government. I mean, everybody on that side of the goddamn mountain is just even stupider than I thought. Like, it, it, it's like, again, like, I bring this up occasionally. People are like, I want, you know, the, I don't want big government telling me what to do because they're in the pocket of big business. So what we should do is just ostensibly at the, the end point of the argument about to give you uh, let the big business just run everything directly. And it'll, that way it'll be more okay. Like, yeah, that way we don't get any choice in the matter. You know, they're just going to give you guns and, and, and harass everyone that's not a Christian or whatever it is that you want. But that that is for show. That is absolutely like, like I've been wondering if it's like if they, they actually did reverse engineer like a Bob Lazar, you know, like they're like, oh, we finally figured those out. That's why they've been kind of given that whole, oh yeah, those things exist. We don't really know what they are, but they kind of do. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Six people in black robes get to decide what happens. Oh yeah. We're going to make guns even more accessible. They already were, but you know what? Go ahead and knock yourself right the fuck out. We don't care. And I'm like, oh no. Is it because those will do Fucking absolutely nothing. I mean, 
They already weren't going to do much against having, like, what, nerve gas dropped on your house from a drone? I mean, think, you fat idiot. But uh, nevertheless, you could maybe organize something to be a thorn in someone's side with enough machine guns and organization and, and whatever, unless they had something that could control gravity. And <laughs> then you're done. Then it's like, oh, yeah, here's the room that the device we built is in. If you go in it while it's off, you will immediately die. If you set foot in it while it's on, you will not have been born. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dangerous. We don't even really exactly know how it works, but we're going to use it to fuck you up. That's what that's going to be. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Have all the AR-15s you want, you big sausage finger dipshit in a hat. That's fine. But, you know, that got me thinking, too. Maybe the government doesn't have a super weapon. Maybe they just know that we're all a bunch of fucking pussies. That also might be true. Because, you know, everybody that's a big, huge gun nut, they talk all this game. But when they showed up to the January 6th thing, like, they didn't show up with their gun. Like, wouldn't that have been the time? Aside from just putting bumper stickers on your truck and shooting squirrels in your backyard, maybe. Like, well, we didn't want to get in trouble. You pussy. You make the trouble. And you thought you were going to walk in there and then you were not going to get in trouble. They're going to, like, hand the government over to you and your emperor forever. And he definitely wasn't going to lock you in a fucking dungeon after that or whatever because you're a loose end no uh like but so how are you gonna get in trouble with the guns you just didn't think you needed them now the funny thing about that is also that you know they did when the supreme court thing happened um you know they like surrounded it because they were actually a little worried you know they, they didn't bring any defense in during the january 6th thing at all and it's like that's my other favorite thing about, like, the Christian right in this country. It's like they're a minority that has way too much say over everything, and they like to play the underdog. It's fucking stupid. And if you needed any more proof, aside from all of the proof that's happened forever that I've certainly noticed, but them just rolling out the red carpet for you to go play around in the Capitol and be like, okay, everybody go home. Like, whatever. It's like, you're in charge. Okay? You're not fucking Rocky in this story. You're fucking, like... Whoever is pumping Ivan Drago full of green drugs, that's who you are. You're the KGB in Rocky IV. So, yeah, you're not Rocky. But the other thing is, is, you know, like, like all, of the, all of the excessive protection, whenever they go like, uh, women don't get any rights anymore, they're actually kind of bracing for it to maybe get a little weird. And I think because maybe they know at some point it's going to. And I think maybe it's up to someone charismatic to just put it just the right way. And I think if I may have a moment of your time, if I may make a little suggestion. Ladies, it's time to buy a gun. You had that six, $700 just in case? Don't need it anymore. But guess what you could buy for six, 700 bucks rather than an abortion? Well... You can go out, don't get a little revolver for your purse. Don't get a cute little XMP Springfield 9mm or whatever. You go to the range a few times just in case an attacker comes. We're past that now. No. Here's what I want you to go buy. I want you to go buy the thing that you've literally protested the existence of. I want you to go buy the thing that has probably caused there to be more childless mothers than Planned Parenthood could ever have hoped to. I want you to have, and, and if you have any class, get an AK and not an AR-15. And there's some reasons for that. One, they're cheaper. Two, they don't jam as much. Three, they aren't like a toy for idiots. And 
four. I forget which one I'm on. They're actually a lot more powerful. The average uh, round for those. I actually looked up a ballistics chart once because I'm sane and grounded. But they're like somewhere on the order of three times as powerful as what an AR-15 is usually chambered in. It's just that AR-15s are better at long range. But guess what? That's not going to matter for what I'm for what I'm going to recommend here. Yeah, like a, like an AR can hit something from far away. An AK can go through like seven trees in a car and still assassinate a politician. But here's the deal: you're not gonna you're not gonna do that yet. But I still you, you're just gonna walk in real easy and just buy the biggest blackest semi-automatic rifle with all the fixings that you can find. And then I want you to bring it home and I want you to look at it. And I want you to think about the conservative men that you put up with in your life. Maybe it's your husband, I'm sorry, or your boyfriend. Maybe an uncle. Maybe a cousin. Maybe your dad. Probably your dad. Or a neighbor. If you're coming up a little short. And I want you to wait till it's nice and late. And like the Grinch that stole Christmas, I just you just creep into their bedroom. And then find you'll 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 happen to spy them asleep, dreaming of more rights to take away, I wager. And then what I want you to do is just stick the barrel of that big black gun right in their mouth. Just roll there. Right like that, right in the lips. It's going to be cold, and they're going to wake up. So you got to be ready to what you're going to say. It's going to take them a second to figure out what's going on. But you should explain to them very quickly when their eyes kind of come into focus on you, and you can see in their face that they've got to realize exactly what's going on. But maybe right before the complete gravity of the situation has hit them, and that this isn't a dream. And I want you to explain to them a couple of things real quick. One... It's loaded. Two, there's one in the chamber. Three, the safety's off. And four, you've been drinking. Now, not a ton. Not sloppy drunk, because I don't want them getting any kind of ideas that they're going to be able to grab that thing out of your hand real quick because they're a big, tough man. Because then you're going to have to pull the trigger right away, and that's just going to be a wasted learning moment. So, you know. But just enough to keep your hands from shaking, you know, so it doesn't go off. I mean, it goes off for just about no reason, so you're going to want to stay real calm and steady during this little exercise. So anyway, they're going to say something. They're going to, like, remember when Pulp Fiction, when the gimp started talking? I want you to have that energy. When he's like, you know, because you've got a giant assault rifle in their mouth that they just woke up. <laughs> just like the gimp. It'd be like, well, my, my oppressive conservative father is sleeping. Well, you better go wake him up then. And this is how you're going to do it. This is how he's going to get woke. So, like, yeah, explain the parameters to him. And then I need you to calmly yet forcefully, like an elderly man backing a Lincoln Town car over the handicap sign in a Cub parking lot, you explain to him that he is going to suck it. And do it good. You are going to make him simulate fellatio on what should be a a war crime grade weapon (laughs) in his very own living room where he fell asleep watching TV. And, you know, give him some instructions. You know, like, you know, don't don't ignore the shaft, you know, all that, you know, make it a little sexy. 
But also, it, you know, let him use his imagination. You know, be like, I know what you think about. Just pretend this is that big black cock when you're trying to rub one out. And you're thinking about you should have taken that chance to suck off the fucking big black quarterback in the locker room. You keep going back to it. You once made eye contact and you knew that he was thinking it a little too because you're a little bitch. And you would have been so much more comfortable if you had just known your place. But no. See, now you got to march around like you're in charge. And you have no business being in charge. And she'll let you know that. So anyway, I'm not saying that Climax should be you blowing his head off. That that would be unfair. And to be honest, this was kind of coming from the cuff, and I sort of don't know where to go with it. <laughs> oh, my God. But right now, <laughs> I put ladies by a gun on my... That's <laughs> where it went. <laughs> like five minutes ago, I was like... Is- <laughs> No, but okay. Here, all right, all right. So there's a, there's a number of ways you could go. I mean, I just think it's like you know, one, you could actually have been lying about one being in the chamber, and then at the end you could just be like, and this is why. How what should you? What are you like maybe he's a real loud mouth, and you're just like, and this is why you should keep your mouth shut because you never know what might end up in it, and then you just pull it and it goes click. And he winces. But see, then you're going to have to real quick rack one in. And if you practice enough, that's fine. I mean, his heart's going to be a... He may have already died of a heart attack, depending on how old he is. I don't know. Plus all the... You know, if you make it a little hot and talk about all the sucking off a dude stuff, some of that blood might be in his... Yeah, he might be dead. Um, But here's the thing. Like, you didn't do it. His own psychosexual homoerotic fantasy in the face of... Certain death did it, but not, you know, you didn't pull the trigger. But anyway, like, I think that, (laughs) by the way, technically that's called a mock execution. I was looking into those a while ago because, again, well-grounded person, not in my meds anymore. They're making me fat. I'll go into that later. But the (laughs) mock executions are, like, one of the best psychological torture things I've ever, because you don't think of, you're like, wouldn't it be worse to actually die? It's like, no, 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 You, you, you do the whole proceeding. Like, you, you set up a gallows or something, right? And you have the whole, like, nope, you're a prisoner of war. You're a dissenter. You're a heretic. You're a whatever. Um, and you, like, put them up on the gallows. And you, you, like, make them wait, too. It's like a week. It's like, your execution will be in five days. And they sit there. And you just, like, have a priest talk to them. And you, like, bang on the fucking bars every once in a while. You're a piece of shit. Say hi to Satan for me. Whatever. You know, you do all that. And then... You, like, stand them up on the thing. They're crying and stuff. And you put, like, the sack over their head and the rope around their neck. And you're just kind of like, you deserve this. Like, you deserve to die for what you did. Don't you cry. You know what you did or whatever. You do all that. And then you pull the thing, right? But the rope's not actually attached to anything. They just go through, like, in the prestige when they moved the mat that he would fall on. They just fall through and just, bam! Just, like, just fuck them. Not enough to even break a leg, but just fuck themselves up. And you have guys waiting down there. Those guys just, like, kick the fucking shit out of them. And they're like, go go home and you tell them what happened. And they will be fucked up forever. So... The thing is, though, is, yeah, because I was probably reading that Wikipedia page Bill looks real concerned with right now, and no one ever thought to to make a, a conservative man in their life give a blowjob to an AK-47, though, for a month. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. This feels like kind of a Cuba thing. 
<laughs> Did they use those down there? Probably. You really can't go wrong with an AK, I gotta say. Now, where the fuck is that podcast sponsorship? <laughs> Kalishnikov. It ain't gonna suck itself. <laughs> You know, <laughs> if you paid close enough attention to all my Facebook statuses and watch this podcast, you'd be like, are we watching the Joker kind of happen in front of us? No. Do I look like that kind of guy? No, listen, I, I'm more of a Bond villain, and I'm not old enough for that yet. That's more of a thing in my 60s. Come on. Like, I got to have, like, the b- b- completely gray, maybe. Like I'll have, I could, I know for my genetics, I'll have on my hair when I'm old. It'll be just like completely like silver fox, but I might have like a big scar on my face or something. Yeah, I'd be like, well, it looks like we've reached an impasse in our negotiations. You know, that'd be cool. That's more me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really a Joker guy because I don't think I could keep it up. You know what I mean? Like maybe if I was 20 and I lost it then. But now I lost it now, and I'm kind of at it's when most guys have a midlife crisis and buy like a car or some shit. I mean, I was maybe going to build a Tesla coil. I have some plans for that. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I was actually getting real excited about, like, kind of non, what is that, non-traditional invisible weaponry. Like, uh, taking a magnetron out of an industrial microwave and putting it in a radar dish and using it to, like, wreck people and things from a distance without them noticing. See, if you combine that with a Tesla coil, though, that's the fun part, because that is, like, the prestige. It's mostly just a distraction. So when you set the lightning off, and you're like, oh, baby, and they're like, that's just a what? And then their like, car melts, and they start, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. They don't know where it's coming from. You can just lie that you have this insane thing, and they believe you and just start following you. And you're like, oh, man, that's a good idea. Shit. Well, anyway, that's going to take a lot of work. We're not going to jump right into that. But anyway, yeah, mock execution, homoerotic gun blowjob will be the name of my comedy album if I ever have one. I should just, I, you know what, I should, I should work on that a little and just, I, uh, the Monday night's having some, they're having some theme nights, and Andy asked me if I wanted to do any of them, and I'm like, I should do the one about politics, and it's just, for five minutes, I just try to, I'll go back and watch, I'll try to dial it in a little bit, I think that'll be fun. Bill, what the fuck are you reading? Uh, historical instances of mocking. <laughs> <laughs> Why are those so funny? Oh my god. Me and my buddy Bernard, uh, we saw American Psycho in the theater, and it was packed, and we were the only people laughing at most of what was happening. <laughs> like, the ATM said, feed me a cat. Nobody else thought that was funny. <laughs> a bunch of real sour pusses. We should have fed them to the ATM, am I right? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'm serious when I said, though, that, like, ladies buy a gun because it's time to start terrorizing. Like, stop posting on the Internet about stuff. Stop stop canceling people because they're the cartoon character on Disney Plus is not the same race as the voice. Just get the fuck. No, it's time for guns. Part of me thinks that maybe a little of this happened because you were all a little bit too busy with that. But, yeah, that's just water under the fridge. We'll let that go. But, you know, hindsight is Literally 2020. And, uh, you know, let's just focus a little bit more now. Now, you might go, just buy the fucking 
buy the gun. Just do that first, okay? Put it in a safe, and then maybe don't think about it for a while. You're going to have to work up to this whole thing I was suggesting. That is true. I know you can't just walk right out and do there. It's a lot. Now, you're going to want to do it as the months go by here, I'm pretty sure. You won't be able to resist doing it. And that's why don't buy the, you know, gun when you're angry. Buy it now, and then just hang on to it for when you get real angry. That's the American way. But there's all kinds of things you can buy that aren't a gun. Like, I was thinking about this, right? Because we've all had the fantasy of you drive by a bunch of fucking dickheads uh, protesting, like, a Planned Parenthood or something like that, and you're like, I could just do, like, a drive-by into these people. Like, wouldn't that be funny? Like, we're pro-life like that anymore. Like that. (laughs) You know, yeah, but you don't want straight bullets going in there, and you don't want, you know, whatever. But then I saw that footage during uh, the the... And in person a little, because we live here. The the big George Floyd hullabaloo that happened. And the cops would just drive by people and and, and just indiscriminately uh, bear mace them. Like, just a cloud of grizzly bear mace. And, and grizzly bear mace is pretty... Like, people are like, well, it's for... No, it is a serious... It's almost a bioweapon that you could go buy. You can go buy yourself a weapon. And... You know, it just sends this cloud of just debilitating, painful, awful chemicals into people's faces. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, really bad that they were doing that. But I was I was reflecting on the, the footage of them just kind of sailing by in the car and just doing that to a crowd of protesters, you know, on the street. And wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if you had, like, a Prius or something real nondescript and they would hate that anyway. And you just drive by and just nuke fucking pro-life protesters with that orange shit. Because they're going to be the worst right now. I'm probably just, not enough people watch this, I feel pretty safe. I'm probably just going to do this at some point. Especially if anyone I know. Because I've had the other fantasy too, right? Like, let's be the cool guys. Like, let's take my AK-47 and the other guns that I definitely have. Like, put on some Pulp Fiction suits and just sort of escort. Because, you know, those people, and I have concealer, I can legally just... Walk around with that thing, which is insane, but you can. And just, yeah, you know, if, any, if any people on the sidewalk get mouthy with me, I give them the old Rittenhouse special, see how they like it. And that's, you know, <laughs> really turn the tables on. But I'm like, that's, you know, again, that you get to do that about once. So I figure, again, with the bear mace, just a big canister of bear mace. See, what you do is, you see, maybe even switch cars, because she'll probably have a car. So it's like, I'll drive my car. And I'll just go ahead and show up maybe five minutes early. Oh, like Trump did to the people when he went to that church. And I mean, what? Are you going to all of a sudden say you don't like him anymore? You definitely do. So, you know, I can't imagine any legal action coming from this because he did it. So anyway, those were protesters. What the fuck is the difference? So, yeah, I'll just drive by in my Prius. I'll get an air horn, too, just because that's funny. Because for sure they'll look. Because I want them to look. Bill, like, I mean, getting clouded in that shit's awful, right? But I want to drive by and be like, bah, 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 like, and they think that's what I'm doing. You know, they're like, fuck you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we brought our kids with I'm like, that was a mistake. <laughs> just bear base. Just, and then just, just drive off, right? Drive back to wherever we're meeting up. Then we switch cars. Like, and then I drive her car. And then I pull up in her car and then drop her off. Now, if anyone's left, which I doubt, they might see me. But now I've got plausible deniability. Like, I'll put on a different, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be in a T-shirt and I'll just throw on, like, even just like a clip-on tie and a jacket real quick. 
put on sunglasses instead of my regular glasses. Walk in, they'll be like, with the AK too. Fuck them. Who knows? They don't know. They'll be like, did you? Did you? My child's eyes. My child's eyes are. They're blind. I'm like, get back. I have someone. <laughs> Just put a fucking boot in their face. Like, hey, why don't you lick this one, you little bitch? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I think that. I don't necessarily have to do all this myself, do I? I mean, I'm just saying that other people, if you're writing a book about this, you could write yourself in as the main character. You know, don't make it a Mary Sue. Make it realistic. But, you know, take precautions for the love of God. And I don't know if there's anyone I'll really ever have to do this for personally. And I don't know if I could control my rage. Like, I can imagine rolling up with the bear base, but then I also have the fucking... 30 round clip of just just be like you know what I just are they really gonna think of pre just no one's gonna just just down they go that'll make the news and then we'll have to drive to Planned Parenthood might be closed for the day but yeah we'll just drive there's a few of them here ooh that's what we should do open up an abortion clinic that caters to people from out of town we're leaving money on the table. All you got to do is give them a round of pills and anyone could buy those too, along with bear maces and AK-47s and everything. You're going to have a big shopping list, ladies and gentlemen. I know that there is a bit of a recession on. Inflation is a real bitch, but, you know, we're about to make a big omelet and yeah, you know the rest. Cash out some of that fucking cryptocurrency. Yeah, you ain't going to need that anymore. And, uh... Yeah, buy a bunch of weapons, both chemical, traditional, and perhaps imaginary. Yeah, we'll just see what happens. You know, I, saw, I was proud of uh, earlier. Anyway, that's that part of the podcast. Slightly related, though. <laughs> this is a rough one. Uh, this is an important one, is what it is, Bill. All right. All right. Bill Marashi, you're in this, too. It's like we all we all take turns shooting the dead hooker in the truck. We're all in this now. <laughs> You go to the cops, you're going down with us, buddy. Yeah. I'm just kidding. We wouldn't run. That's a good idea, though. Yeah. The point is, is that, like, I... <laughs> What's part of that? Is I don't know. I don't want to kill any hookers, but if you have a dead hooker, mail one to the... I'll put, I'll put the P.O. box in the description, and if you're under 18, just write dead hookers on a 3 by 5 card with your parents' permission and mail it in. <laughs> Put a bullet in that. So we all go down together. <laughs> oh, I'm really sweaty. Okay, so. God, I hope it's a brain aneurysm or something. Um, right, I made this Facebook post a little while ago. I was real proud of. And actually, there's an episode of Dumb News. Where it's, yeah, man, this is kind of dumb. I like the off-the-cuff stuff, you know. Like, where it's, like, most of, there's, like, look at how much I wrote and look what I was doing based off of that. Like, you know, so, I mean, yeah, but this one, unfortunately, I just made the point that, you know, it's, like, life begins at the first breath. It does say that in the Bible. So a lot of you are just even stupider than we thought. But the other thing was, is you know, God did knock up someone else's wife and then for sure had the kid killed. I mean, that happened, you remember? And everyone was like pretty much fine with it. They wear, they, they sell T-shirts of it. You know, like, they are, like, look what God did. He and you're like, other people did that. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in charge, right? Or is he not? I don't know. I don't have time for a theological debate. But if you think that you're better than God, what kind of fucking right wing Christian nut job are you anyway? You're gonna get. 
kicked out of whatever shitball organization you're in. Some call it church. Whatever. You're not doing your job. Or you think the Bible's wrong. Is that what you think? Why don't you come on here and I will debate you like a drunken, aimless Ben Shapiro who's funny and actually not retarded. Yeah, I said it. Look at him. His parents, his mother, clearly were... I don't know if it was lead paint chips or cigarettes or a little bit of both. Looks like fetal alcohol to me. But what do I know? Apparently, I'm not a doctor anymore. (laughs) Just a reference. Yep. Oh, by the way, that was... uh, it's expensive to become a doctor, even in the shadiest thing, which means that like con artists that are legitimate doctors and something or honestly, you know, at least they're out there trying. Reverend was like free on the Internet, you know, but doctors like uh, me and uh, Anthony uh, Garnett, who was one of the other older people that was like in charge at the garage and a real funny guy. And he was in the uh, he played like the Mad Max warlord in one of my I never thought about it like that videos. And um he pointed out that, well, for one thing, he actually he proved to a kid that God was black once, which was really funny because it was when Google was a little newer. And this kid was just like, God's not black. He's like, yeah, he is. I'll show you. I'll show you. And then like, he's like, well, just Google it right now. There's a computer. We got a computer in the office because that's how you had to do it. So he's like, just Google it. I'll wait. And he Googled it in a picture. The first thing, that, I think Anthony had sent it to image search first, just real quick. And he just put God in a Google image search and a picture of Morgan Freeman came up in that movie. He's like, there you go. And that kid's like, God, yeah, and he got so pissed off. Anthony's a funny guy. <laughs> oh, so funny that, hey, what was I talking about when I brought him up? He had an excellent point about whatever it was. I'm not even sure which person we're talking about. Anthony from the garage. He was in the... Uh, don't he was the guy, he was the guy, um, yeah, no, it doesn't matter, but what was I talking about before I brought him up? No, he was in one of the YouTube videos that I made. He was the, the warlord in the future that oh, Ethereal kills, okay. or not kills, but kind of stymies and gets put in laser jail. Uh, but, fuck, I brought he's, him up. His puppet rival. Yeah, 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 they were, they were part of, uh, I was making too much of a point for uh, a YouTube video. But... Um, Oh, motherfucker, this is going to be so annoying to the two people that watch this. Because I, I can't fucking remember why I brought him up. I was like, oh, he said once. And then I'm like, <laughs> I just started telling weird stories about him. You know what? And that's what a podcast is, folks. We were talking about uh, the post you made on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you think you're better than God. You think the yeah. Bible is wrong. I think God is black. Well, that yeah, see, that wasn't even related, although funny. Because he really made that kid mad. Because that kid, I think, was a little fat, white Christian kid. They <laughs> pushing his buttons, and I enjoyed that. Ah, uh, fucking, it doesn't matter, Anthony. You did, you did some funny stuff. Um, uh, I was gonna talk. I don't want to keep bringing it up, but like my my fucking getting off of that. And let's not let's not paint the wrong picture here. That was not anti-anxiety medication. Like I, I will bring this up many times. It was an antidepressant that I don't know might work as long as we don't factor in all of the stuff that does work because we think it's like not safe. Uh, and the, it it made me gain like a bunch of weight. I realized like I got off it for reasons that were not related to that. It, it was bad for me. I'm pretty sure, like really bad for me. 
It's like giving me nightmares and stuff. I mean, it just wasn't right. But going back and looking through old videos, I'd realize I'd been getting like fatter and fatter. And it's like, but here's the thing. I'd been eating like two to two and a half fairly clean meals a day. And like I was doing everything I, I was doing. And then I went and looked at old pictures like right before I started, like older videos. And I was like, oh, that person looks like he has my exact diet and routine. And I look like somebody's dad who gave up after high school. And that happened within a little less than a year. And yeah, it started, I like went through it. It was like, a, if I flipped through it, it'd be like an animation of me getting more bloated and inflamed. Um, it was clearly the culprit. And something that was like super pissing me off was that I was looking, I'm going to skip some of the stuff I said earlier, but I was looking at, uh, there's things online like SSRIs and SNRIs that they cause weight gain. And they're like, they kind of seem to. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, and, but then they were like, and here's why. See, when you start taking those, you might get more of an appetite and you might start craving more certain foods that were bad for you. I didn't change what I ate at all. And that made me really angry because it's easy to kind of say that because everything that's marketed, like, are you a woman trying to lose weight? The hardest thing is learning to control our cravings. It's like, it's not a hormonal imbalance from all the weird chemicals we're pumping you full of. It's like, you just can't control your craving. You have no self-control, but you're spontaneous, which is fun. But sometimes it can lead to bad choices. And I think that that's all just actually like a lie so to, to fuck up the conversation. So it's like, no, I think I'm just getting like fat because this is horrifically poisonous. Like I, you know, and even so, it's weird. It's like my pants are tight, but they're not. And they used to like fall off without a belt. And I have like multiple pairs of the same pair because when I find a pair of pants, little pro tip for you, buy a whole bunch of pairs of them. You will be glad you did unless you start taking a medication that makes you really fat. Anyway, um, there's a lot pointing to to the 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 fact that like the them putting out there, like well, oh yeah, and they're also like, and sometimes people tend to gain weight as they get older. It's like it was a whole bunch of stuff where it's like, so the pills don't make a difference. It's like no, no, they do, but it's just that sometimes people have cravings for bad food and then they get older, so that's what makes them fat, and the pills aren't part of that. And it's like well, they. Are you going to finish that sentence? And then they spray me with bear mace. That's the problem. <laughs> you, you know, you ask too many questions, you get the bear mace. And, yeah, because you can go buy bear mace, by the way, and do all those things with it, I said. You shouldn't, but what am I? I'm not the police. Do whatever you want. <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, it really upset me because here's the other thing. If that's not, like, if it's like, well, it's not weight gain, but it could be inflammation and da 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 that amount of inflammation for nearly a year is so bad for you. Like to the point where I started taking care of myself and taking supplements and working out and intermittent fasting and eating better. And you know, I looked like for a little bit that that's what I did until I started taking this. And now it looks like I don't, it looks like I just drink gravy at fucking golden corral every morning. Like it, it so, but I wasn't drinking gravy at golden corral every morning so if, if, if that's how inflamed I was, that has taken years off of my life, like probably more than smoking. And I find that to be very, very upsetting. And I'll just say this. Because of that, I am never going on a daily 
thing like that ever again. You know, if my doc, if my doctor wants to fucking sack up and prescribe me some crazy shit that I just take every once in a while, that would probably fix it. And if it's, if he's too afraid of the system that he's a part of to do it, fine. But I'll just drink and be crazy, whatever, because I'll be skinny and full of energy and really angry and really unpredictable all the time. And see, now I'm all those things, but I'm like married and I have a house and things are kind of stable. I could actually fuck up way worse than I could before and kind of get away with it. So I think that's just what we're going to do. <laughs> Because I'm an upstanding, homeowning, taxpaying, real person who's got some money. And it will allow me to explore wherever my very dangerous mental illness takes me. Now, it's dangerous because, you know, if a a sad little overweight theater kid had it, he would be no threat. But if someone who has a three-digit IQ that starts with a two is done with everything and hates you, uh, has it, <laughs> has some money and kind of lives in a world with no consequences, it might be a little dangerous. We'll find out to who. But I think I want to leave on this real quick. And I love that <laughs> I'm still, Fago, you know, the door's open. Let's make a deal. I've played at the Gathering of the Juggalos. I know, I know that, you know, you don't want to be associated with that for some reason. As if people who can only afford a dollar for poison are really going to be upset by whatever the insane clown posse has going on. I don't think so. And the kind of people who would want to get drunk off it. I don't think that you can possibly lose any market share from being, you know, the gathering of the juggalos isn't really what our brand's about. And it's like, you want to put booze in that fago? Yeah, it is. And I hope that that works out because a friend of mine once, not Anthony, but my friend Bernard, who I did mention earlier. We saw um, uh, American Psycho in the theater together. We laughed at all the right parts, which were most of them. And uh, But he once pointed out that he had to be on a bunch of things when we were younger. He was on, like, a Fexer and Wellbutrin and all this stuff. And it, that, it gave him waking hallucinations. And that, by the way, that is wild. Like, he would be like, I, he said he'd be driving, and he would just see, like, bicycles with no one on him going across the street, and he would just, like, tap his brakes. And just, like, he, and, like, the trees would be moving around, and it's like, he would see things from this. And he went to his doctor about it, and she asked him one question, which was, do the hallucinations ever talk to you? And he said, yes, they do. And she says, well, if they tell you to do something, have you ever done it? And he said, no. He may have been lying. And she's like, well, then that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he is married with a, with a daughter who I met once. And uh, uh, a little while ago, he's got a boat on a lake. He's a computer guy. Did real well for himself. Bernard's a clever guy. Uh, and he completely stopped taking all of this stuff, and nothing bad happened to him because he told me we were hanging out one time, I think on his boat, listening to that new Daft Punk, or new, 2013 or 14 Daft Punk album on his boat while we were, like, fishing and, like, smoking cigars because his wife won't let him, which was with good cause because we got pretty loopy, and we were also drinking, and yeah, we were driving a boat, so, yeah, it was hard, but we made it back. And anyhow, it, he said that the thing that happened for him where he didn't need to be medicated anymore is he just needed to be financially stable. And it turns out like all of his anxiety and stuff just was really stemmed from that. And when that very real problem got solved, he just kind of was like, 
I'm good. Like, my wife has my back. We both, we have this nice place. We, you know, he, like, works from home and sees his daughter when she comes home from school and she tells him about her day and he's knocks off early. And he just, he just lives the life that he always, it's, it's heartwarming. And he's like, I don't need this medication anymore. And now here's the thing, though. I don't quite have money like that, although I do have enough money where I don't have to try very hard. I can, but I don't. <laughs> or I try a lot of weird, crazy things that don't necessarily make me money because I can afford to do that. And yet I am still very anxious. So I wonder if for me, the dollar amount is just a little higher. Like, I don't need to be making six figures, or, you know, high six figures in probably the past few years. I, I don't, I, I need more than what Bernard is going. Maybe I'm not talking out of his pocket. He might be crazy rich. Right now. I don't know. I don't ask. It doesn't matter. Real nice boat. But the, yeah, like I might need more like a hundred million dollars or something like that. Like I might need Joe Rogan's Spotify money to have my anxiety go away. And that's not because that would finally make me feel secure, but I would just feel that I could actualize myself as a person at that point. I mean, some people, when they talk about, but most people, you know, like some idiot wins the lottery and they like blow it all immediately. Like you people are stupid and you don't know how to deal with money. I do. I just don't have enough. Um, but a lot of people are like, yeah, well, I wish I had a hundred million dollars. I could fucking drive a Lamborghini drunk off of whatever brand of alcohol the Kardashians make and crash it and party and it'll all be gone. And that's not why, I mean, yeah, I'm going to do that too, but that's not completely why I want that. Like, I'm definitely going to drive a Lamborghini drunk if I had a hundred million. I mean, fuck, yeah, obviously. But no, I, I want to be able to make real change in this world. Okay. I want to be able to pay and train like a cabal of uh, sleeper agents or someone like that to get jobs at like the Pentagon. You know, so they could and, and, and work their way. So they, they could steal, like, Nikola Tesla's notes that they confiscated immediately when he died. And then maybe get a job like Bob Lazar did at S4 and see if they're still trying to reconstruct those off-world crafts or whatever and see what I can get them. And that's the thing. I'm a charismatic guy. I can do more with $100 million, even in, in the name of doing things that are evil, than your average person with $100 million could do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a charismatic leader. I'm very convincing. I'm dangerously manipulative. That's been proven time and time again. So it's like I could conscript these people with money, but then I could also kind of get in their heads. So they would do things. You know, you could, you could pay mercenaries to do certain things, but can you really get them to get jobs at the Pentagon and actually not get caught? I'll get to give it the old community college try. And so, yeah, I want them to get a hold of whatever notes those are. And again, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's what I have for things. And so I want to, you know, further that research because I kind of have some thoughts about some things. I, I, mean, I want to take a fresh stab at all that stuff that's out there somewhere. And I want, I mentioned earlier, like, maybe the government was working on a weapon that can actually bend, create artificial gravity or whatever. And why don't I just make my own thing that does that? You know, like I would like to be able to, like I could be a philanthropist. I could do something like I'm gonna. I'm going to help. To be very rich, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help make it so that the uh, the you know the power grid and the web and you know everything is much more robust. So if anything crazy ever happens, everyone will still have power in the internet and everything. I would love to see that because see, then what I could do is when 
let's call it, what should we call it? The, the gravity reactor. That's not the, the, the black moon reactor, maybe something horrifying. Cause here's what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to make sure that, you know, a pretty big disturbance wouldn't knock anything down. So I'm going to give a big talk about how, Hey, we're going to make sure that we're going to have more robust communication systems, something that like sunspots or tsunamis or electromagnetic things can't fuck with because we're, we have a weak system right now. And we really do. So I'll be the toast of it. They'll be like, John, I'll be like fucking Carnegie. He's like, it's Carnegie Hall. We're gonna, blah, 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 blah. The old, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the top hat back and being a crazy rich guy. Right? Not like Elon Musk. Like, it was a Saturday Night Live. Go fuck yourself. I want a big mustache and a top hat and a fucking Zeppelin and a whole bunch of things that real rich people should have. But, so I'm going to go and be like, all right, I'm giving a simulcast speech, everybody. It's like, from now on, we are going to be safe. From any electromagnetic and, and, you know, atomic interferences and things like that. It's like whatever may come at the very least, we'll all still be in touch. If the shit hits the fan, you'll be able to find your family members if some weird thing happens. It'll be great. And everyone will be listening. It's like, that's really, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm fucking, I was glad about the Supreme Court thing. So I'm a big moron. But yeah, actually, this might be helpful. Duh. Everyone's going to listen. It'll be on TikTok. Don't worry. And regular old people TV. Don't worry. Oh, you're also stupid. Oh, but see, that won't matter soon, because at the same time I'm talking about this robust system, which I will have put in place, and I think it's a good thing, but this thing will also be able to survive what I'm going to do next, which is unveil the machine that I built off of my stolen Tesla Pentagon notes and crashed UFOs from Area 51 and S4 and everything like that with my hit squad and my scientists from well, you know, NASA's gotten them from worse places, whatever. And, the, yeah, we're going to build this thing. And I'd be like, and, uh, you know, I'm going to do a little demonstration of how robust this power grid and everything is. And then I'm going to turn the reactor on, and I'm going to pull the moon out of the sky just a little bit closer. And, I mean, it'll be it'll be like that, you know, from your backyard. Be like, whoa! And that's going to cause, like, tsunamis, and things are just going to explode and just gravity be all fucked up and whatever and then i'm just gonna look right in the camera and then i'm just gonna be like all right that's enough and they'll pull a lever and it'll go back i mean there's still gonna be like earthquakes titles a lot of people are gonna die but you know a, less than half whatever like a lot of people will still be watching and i'll be like you listen to me real carefully i built this machine and you saw what i just did with it the only reason you can still see me right now is because I use that same technology to beef up the grid and make this system into something that even something like the moon coming fucking a thousand miles closer to the earth couldn't possibly destroy completely for those of you who are left and still listening. And the thing that I want you to remember is that this thing will never run out of power and you don't know what it can do. But I will tell you this. Things are going to be a lot different around here from fucking now on. No more, you dumbasses. And yeah, your guns are nothing. Buy all of them you want. Because the thing I just built and the thing I just tested and the thing you just saw work on the other thing that I built that pulled the moon closer to the Earth and did more destruction than every atomic weapon going off at once ever could. Well, this thing goes to 100. And what you just saw 
It was only set to one. The Reverend John Wheeler podcast takes zero responsibility for the words, actions, or ideas of its host, guests, or listeners. Though the people on the screen may at times be speaking directly to you and may occasionally give you direct calls to action, neither Reverend John nor the Alchemical Cocktail Lounge are under any moral or legal obligation to answer for the potentially disastrous repercussions that may arise if you are stupid enough to actually follow the orders of a raving lunatic. Think for yourself and do whatever you want because you're on your own. If any anyone ever tries to sue this podcast, black SUVs will converge on your location in the darkness of night and you will never be seen again. Remember to like and subscribe.